Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 213, air date January 6th, 2018. This is War Now, the Wayne Allen Root Show. We've got our guest on the line. He's been on before. He's a great guy. I loved my last interview with him. What a brilliant guy. His name, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, is Shiva Ayadure. He's an entrepreneur, holds four degrees from MIT, four degrees from MIT. He invented email. I'm not kidding you. He's running for U.S. Senate Massachusetts, vying to unseat Democrat U.S. Senator Elizabeth Warren, and he made a huge announcement today. So without further ado, Shiva, you're on with Wayne Alaroot. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me on. I'm doing great. Always great to have you on. Now, last time you were on my show, you were running as a Republican candidate against Elizabeth Warren. Tell everyone the announcement you made today. Well, the big announcement we made, we actually made it on Veterans Day, was that we're declaring our independence um, and we're dumping the Massachusetts GOP establishment party. The reality is we were actually helping them out because, uh, you know, they had essentially assumed that there was no one who could defeat Elizabeth Warren. And essentially, these guys are in collusion with the Democratic Party. Right. And they don't really want anyone going after her. They essentially want to give her a softball uh, toss up and she's going to give them a softball so she doesn't run anyone against them. So this is part of the, uh, you know, the two sides of the same serpent. In fact, when we announced uh, all of our supporters were wearing a T-shirt, which said the establishment is one. We had, a, we had the picture of the devil with two horns. One horn was the elephant. The other horn was the was a donkey. And it said Democrats and Republicans profit from war and sickness and war and sickness profit Democrats and Republicans. That's pretty much the net of it. I think we all try to, you know, excuse these people. You know, like when you have an abuse victim, you keep trying to excuse the abuser. That's a normal pattern, I think, in human psychology. And we as a collective have been doing this with both Democrats and Republicans. They're part of the darkness. And our campaign, you know, has always been part of the light. And we're literally offering people a significant alternative. So yeah, we, it's very exciting. You know, oh, I was really, just going to uh, say that uh, forward on our own two feet. I was going to see you could see with the way Mitch McConnell treats a candidate like Judge Roy Moore. And again, I wasn't there. so I don't know what happened with Judge Roy Moore 40 years ago, but they're too quick to jump to the conclusion that because someone made an accusation, he's got to instantly step down and their guy, Luther Strange, immediately gets substituted for him. It's once again the establishment trying to make the establishment rich and take care of the establishment, but never allowing any of us to have a say. And us is the people. Us is the actual electorate that elects Republican candidates like you. So again, uh, I'm not sure if Roy Moore is guilt or innocence, but I'm sure that it looks to me like a bit of a setup by Mitch McConnell, and that would be who your Senate Majority Leader would be if you were a Republican. So I think you've gone the right route. I think <clears throat> this is a smart move on your part, but what does it mean as far as uh, you know, getting people to campaign for you, getting on the ballot, not having a Republican Party behind you, fundraising, etc.? You tell me. Well, first of all, let's uh, break up some myths. The Republican Party was never behind me at all. They didn't actually do anything. If you look at our Twitter and our Facebook followers, they've grown explosively. We have 10 to 20 times more social media followers than any of the Republican candidates uh, and, and any, any of those goofballs. Um, and that has occurred not because of them, but because of the fact that our message is hitting across a broad base of Massachusetts voters. And that message is, A, we need real health, which means we're exposing the fact that Elizabeth Warren supported the Monsanto Protection Act, 
And by the way, Monsanto is a company which dumped 50,000 tons of Agent Orange on our veterans and many of them who still suffer. And Elizabeth Warren uh, supports that company. And that message is really hitting hard across the western part of Massachusetts because many of these people thought Elizabeth Warren is a good liberal. And when they hear that, they go, oh, my God. And the, and, the, and the thing that comes out of their mouth is, you know, I didn't really support her anyway. And then the other thing is when we share that she actually was never really for clear GMO labeling, that essentially moves them over to our side. The second part of our thing is that we really talk about the fact we need real jobs. And we've pointed out, if, you, if ever, everyone watches a video uh, on our YouTube channel or on Twitter, VA underscore Shiva, that the reality is if you look at Massachusetts and you just take a very point-blank look at it, it was rated as the worst um, in public integrity, which means the, the politicians are really, really, really good at corruption. 47th in public infrastructure, which means the highways, the bridges, and the subways are falling apart and three times the national average in addiction. And that's brought to you by Mitt Romney, Charlie Baker, the never-Trumper Republican, and Elizabeth Warren. All from Harvard University, by the way. <laughs> All from Harvard University, which is a fake university, which we pointed out. It's not a real university. It's actually a $45 billion hedge fund, and they have a front-end marketing arm, which they call a university, of a bunch of elite who think they know better. And, and you know, so and uh, fundamentally we brought up the fact, let's tax Harvard. Why aren't we taxing these guys? Because if you and I had a hedge fund, we'd be paying 25 to 30 percent tax on it. And the tax that would uh, uh, come from that, which is a legitimate tax, could fund skills-based education in Massachusetts. For every 17 skilled job openings right now, only one person is skilled. So much for, you know, Massachusetts being the mecca of education. It's essentially producing a lot of kids on average with $39,000 in loans predatory loans which were given to them and with no skills so the reality is an mit guy who's busted his butt all of his life started seven companies four degrees and in fact the mit quote-unquote nerds have produced thirty-three thousand businesses in massachusetts two trillion in revenue per year for this country so when you really look at it why are we giving any type of credibility to any of these harvard grads i'm sure there's some good ones but most of them think they're better than everyone else they're literally part of the deep state swamp. And we need to end this rule of these swamp creatures who run Massachusetts. I'm laughing. So that because, message uh, is hitting. Yeah. I'm laughing because I'm with you. And I, I, I actually Harvard. <clears throat> I actually attack Ivy Leaguers in Harvard all day long on my show. <clears throat> but the reality is I'm a Columbia grad. My daughter's from Harvard. <clears throat> my daughter graduated Harvard magna cum laude a couple years ago. But she's the exception to the rule because I trained her. As a street smart guy, I trained her to be a you know kind of a street smart entrepreneurial gal with an entrepreneurial mind. She's not like the other Harvard grads. So I agree with you. Believe me, I'm a William F. Buckley guy who once said he'd rather be governed by the first 200 people in the phone book than uh, than anybody who's a professor at Harvard. I'm I'm with you, but I'm just laughing because you said there must yeah, be one good Harvard grad. More it's of my those professors at more of those professors at Harvard have caused more depressions, more recessions, more devastation of the economic Agreed. system than anyone else. <laughs> And, and so I think they, the way that they have created this narrative is that they're smarter, they're better. So think about Elizabeth Warren. She thinks she knows better. But our campaign believes you know better. You know, everyday American people know better. And that really comes down to the centralization of power. Republican or Democrat establishment, they want to centralize power, and they have different ways of doing it. So big pharma, big universities, big hospitals, that's the way that they operate. And if you really look at how nature operates, if we want to be in the light, nature operates in decentralization. I talk about this as a biologist. We don't have one big cell in our body. We have 10 trillion cells. 
innovation, you know, creativity occurs among everyone. These guys want to create this narrative that you go to Harvard or et cetera, and then you get your degree and then you're smart. You know, long <laughs> before I came to MIT, I invented the first email system, not the Al Gore thing. I actually put it together. I didn't need to come to MIT to do that. Uh, I came because I wanted to advance my education and learn more skills. We need to train our kids in skills. The other big thing we talked about is, you know, predatory loans. The average student is graduating with $40,000 in loans. And think about how these loans are given. A young 16-, 17-year-old kid, his parents, by the way, this is a problem that parents are not doing. They're not educating their kids on what they're signing. These kids sign up for a loan, and then, you know, maybe they owe eight or uh, $15,000. they are coming up with owing $200,000. That's what's really going on. And think about this. If you or I, you know, started a business and we wanted to go get a loan, what does a bank officer say? Show me your business plan. Show right. me your balance sheet. And then they make a decision. Well, when a student comes for a loan, these guys aren't saying, hey, what, what, what's your course of study? No, they oh, just throw, throw the money at them. <clears throat> exactly. I'm going to do philosophy of hard work or something, <laughs> right? Okay, I'm going to fund that, right? They, so if, so my, and on top of that, they rig the system because a student cannot default. Well, that, that's it, Shiva. Shiva, you just pointed out the reason why they don't need to ask any questions or don't need to check your, your history or need to check your financial story or need to check even what you're studying at college to see if you're a good risk or not because they know that you can never bankrupt, you can never BK a student loan, just like IRS uh, money that you owe. You can't BK it uh, uh, except under real extreme circumstances and waiting a long period of time. So the reality is that they know they've got you for the rest of your life. That's why they're willing to do it. If you look at if, 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 if people want to be truly capitalist, which they don't really want to do, in a true capitalist system, I take a risk, and if I make a bad risk, I have to pay for bad decisions. So the risk that they're taking is, oh, the student is going to uh, not default, right? And then uh, I get interest on that. That's the reward I get, the risk reward. What they've done, and George Bush did this, they took away the rights for the student to be able to default. So what's happened is, the student loan lenders are getting essentially indentured servitude. All right, we got to run, Shiva. You hear the music. His website is shiva4senate.com, S-H-I-V-A, the number four, senate.com. He's now an independent. I love it. Republicans have a hard time winning, especially if they're good ones in Massachusetts anyway, so we love him as an independent. Shiva Ayadure. Thank you, Shiva. Thanks for coming on the show. Send your donations to Shiva for Senate. Dot com. Wayne Allerud, War Now will take your calls when we get back.